1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On The Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. My co-host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Well, recently, York Regional Police launched an online safety portal. To tell us all about it is Constable Laura Nicole. Thank you for joining the show, Laura. Hi, thanks for having me. So what can you tell us about this portal? Um, well, this is basically a, a, a new tool that we have available to our citizens uh, on our website at yrp.ca, um, and it's uh, basically a, a wealth of information on um, basically what police are dealing with, so potential safety concerns, um, crime information, um, and, and just basically uh, being able to, to search your own area and, and look and see what's happening in your own neighborhood. Well, it sounds like a fantastic tool for both buyers and sellers uh, to be using how do our listeners use it, and how easy is it to use? Yeah, it's designed to be really easy to use. Um, it's just got a simple dashboard, basically, to, to take a look at uh, the location, and um, you can put in your search information and uh, play around with it. Um, you can certainly give us a shout if you have any difficulties, but that is one of the first things that I thought about was the kind of the real estate aspect. Um, you know, already I can say York Region is one of the safest uh, communities, you know, in the area, but... Um, you know, to, to actually be able to look at, you know, if you're going to be um, purchasing a home and, and going into the information, uh, it's great to be able to see, like, what kind of neighborhood is this? What's happening in this neighborhood? And can I, um, you know, get, get, get a feel for it before I actually, uh, you know, go and move? And that's something I did myself prior to moving. I was, that was the first thing I wanted to see was just, you know, is it, are there problems in that neighborhood and that I want to kind of avoid? Or does it look like it's a good place to, to you know, raise, raise a family? And constable, what kind of information is on you know on the website? Is it just statistics, for example? Um, so th- there'll be a fair bit of information. So you'll be able to see, you know, if there's um, the, the things people are generally interested in, right? Like, is there is there a problem with uh, a lot of break and enters? Has there been a lot of reported, um, you know, thefts from vehicles? Uh, is there a major drug issue? Um, there are some things that won't show up, for example. So like, if you um, you know, if, if there's a domestic violence incident, for example, something that's really going to be a sensitive and private situation uh, that involves, you know, a family and, and it's within their own home, it's not going to affect anyone else in the neighborhood. It's kind of a, a you know, a private issue that people are working through um, or, or, you know, a, a mental health call, something like that. Those are unlikely to show up because it, it's just, it's private information and we want to protect people um, from having that get out that, that, uh, that they're going through that kind of thing. But the information that you know, most of the time people want to know and want to see and want to look at those trends, all of that information is going to be available to you. That's awesome. Now, would this also include, uh, you know, past grow operations or uh, illegal manufacturing of substances within the properties? Would it include that database as well? 
Uh, it wouldn't go back like a, a super long period of time. So if you're looking for, you know, more historical type of things on, on a, on a property, like this is more for, um, you know, kind of the current trends, like what you're seeing and, and, and that type of thing. But, um, uh, there are search tools. So you can, you can take a, like if you, if you were concerned about something, you can try to go back as far as you can. I'm not 100% sure how far the search allows you to go. Um, but it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I think more designed for that, for that, you know, kind of, more uh, active and ongoing. Is there an opportunity as well for residents to provide feedback or information as well? Well, I think it's definitely a good way to know what's happening, right? So there's a number of of other locations on our website where you can um, provide information. So if, if you've got a... I mean, let's say you have a concern about a specific, um, you know, stop sign, and then you're seeing that, oh, there's there's a lot of collisions going on there. Like, I, I was already worried about this stop sign, and now I'm seeing multiple c- collisions happening. Um, you can go into our section where you can file online reports for community concerns uh, and just add that in as an area to, to encourage officers to, to pay more attention at that location and actually ask for, you know, more officer presence in those areas based on what you're seeing. Um, and it's also a great way to know like again, if you're seeing in your neighborhood that there's an increase in in thefts from people's people's cars getting broken into, and you notice, you know, a person walking down the street wearing, you know, a a, a backpack and and a hoodie in the middle of the summer um, at at three in the morning, and it looks suspicious to you, you might know. Well, wait a minute, I know this problem is happening in my neighborhood, and now I'm seeing this person, and I'm kind of, you know, something's making me think that that's concerning. So you might actually call it in and say, I think this is suspicious suspicious person, uh, and can an officer come and uh, check this out? And I mean, we'll absolutely respond to those types of calls. We'll, we'll go and we'll speak to that individual. If there's nothing wrong, well, then they're on their way, but it may actually prevent a crime from happening. So it's a huge asset to our citizens to be able to really um, get, a, get a feel for what we already know, right? As a police service, you know, we're responding to these calls, we're dealing with these complaints, and we have this information, um, but our, our community needs to know it too, because it's, it's that partnership that uh, uh, really helps us move these investigations forward. And it certainly does sound like a tool that would enhance the partnership with the community and the police. Do you see other services using this? I mean, I see so many uses for this uh, within real estate, but also the insurance industry. Yeah, I think um, I think uh, we we've had a similar tool in the past. Um, this is this is much more advanced and much more um, you know easier to use. So I do I do expect that other services very likely offer something similar uh, or will be moving in that direction as well. But um, uh, you know this is something that obviously our, our people spent a lot of time developing and and fine tuning it to make it. Um, such a positive for our citizens. So uh, something we're really proud of and, and really excited to offer. And we do hope that it, it makes a difference um, in, in, you know, kind of many levels in, in working with our, with our community. And Council, one more time for our listeners, if you could let them know where they can find this tool, that would be awesome. Yeah, if you go onto our website, yrp.ca, if, uh, you, you can actually go to yrp.ca uh, slash community portal, and uh, that'll uh, take you to it. We also have a video out on uh, YouTube of um, of our deputy uh, explaining the portal and introducing it, uh, as well as there's actually uh, videos that show you how to navigate and actually use it. Um, so those are all available uh, to go and check out and um, just right on our website for yrp.ca. Awesome. Thank you so much for the information for joining us. I'm looking forward to using this tool and showing it off to my clients. Yeah, that's great. Thanks. After the break, barrier-free real estate. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. 
Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On The Market on 105.9 The Region. On the Market is back. I'm Tina Cortez, and this is York Region's only radio real estate show. Over to my co-host, Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties with today's next guest, Asif. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next is Jeff Kerr. Jeff is with REMAX Unique and an expert in barrier-free real estate. Jeff, welcome to our show. Well, thanks for having me on. Jeff, for our listeners, uh, let's start by telling them what barrier-free real estate is all about. Well, I guess... I guess there's two main components for when I, when I consider a house to be barrier-free, and that's to have uh, an entrance solution and a bathroom solution. And mainly, you know, people want to be able to get in and out of their house safely, and then the bathroom you know, to be fully accessible uh, so they can stay. And uh, those are sort of the two, two main components, but it, but it goes beyond that with, with each individual because we you know, it really depends on the individual's needs and what their requirements are, you know, so they can live independently. And Jeffrey, can you tell us, how did this work begin for you? Why did you want to get into barrier-free real estate and talk about that and focus on that? I, uh, growing up, I, um, my mom was a physiotherapist at uh, Toronto Rehab, and, and my aunt uh, had, uh, had MS, um, so I grew up in a family where accessibility was just a fact of life, and those, those two women were very strong influences in my in my life. So, you know, growing up, I would hear about you know my mom's work at Toronto Rehab, and and also you know during family gatherings, I, you know, I saw firsthand the accessibility challenges that my aunt had, you know, for navigating in and out of places, and, and even even coming to our even coming to our house for family gatherings. So. It, uh, it, it, you know, it gave me a, a, good, a good education at a very young age. And then when I got into real estate, it was actually through uh, a pre-construction condo that my aunt and uncle had purchased. And they, they went into the uh, condominium sales office on their own and bought what they thought was going to be a, a fully wheelchair accessible condo. About three and a half years later, when that you know, the condominium was ready for occupancy. My uncle had since passed on, and I was with my aunt as she rolled through the front door, and, and she quickly realized that she could not live there independently. So within, within a couple of minutes, she handed me the keys and said, Jeff, can you please sell this condo for me? So hmm. it was actually through selling that condo that I started researching how, how do you market accessible properties in the city of Toronto. And I, I realized that there, there really was no avenue for that. So, you know, fast forward to today, I've, I've taken on that role as, as the go-to person for, for barrier-free real estate. And, and Jeff, are, are there ways to retrofit a home uh, easily to, to make it barrier-free, or is this something that needs to be done from the onset when the builder is, you know, under construction? The, you know, looking at accessibility from the pre-construction point of view is, is definitely easier and, and I think more cost-effective, but majority of the clients that I work with, we find a home that could be modified for their needs. Um, 
So that's that's really what a lot of lot of people do is they you know they look at you know their existing home and what it was necessary to make that accessible, or if that home isn't accessible, then they look at maybe making a a move to another location that's that's more suitable to modify. And and there are a lot of great companies out there that that specialize in, in home modifications. And Jeffrey, you know, in terms of barrier-free or accessible homes, do you find that there is a need for these types of homes for our senior sector as well? Definitely. With with the aging population, there is only going to be an increasing demand for accessible homes. Um, that, that's that, that's going to be a crucial uh, a crucial. Uh, movement, I think, in the in the in the years to come, as more and more people want to age in place, and 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 the pandemic showed us that, or demonstrated that a lot of a lot of people want to live and age in places versus in traditional long-term or retirement home communities. So I think there will be a a, a very large demand from from older adults in the years to come who want to uh, who want to modify their homes or buy properties that are are already modified to age in place. And how about from a resale perspective, if you do own an accessible home, what are the uh, opportunities for a resale? Does it have to be someone that's looking for an accessible home? Is there a market for uh, people that may not want an accessible home or not need an accessible home to purchase these? What's the resale market like? I found, I found that the real, really resale market is, is very strong when when a property is is modified professionally or purpose built to be accessible it really opens itself up to not just i say traditional buyers you know able bodied uh buyers but also people who have uh you know young children and they're they're pushing a stroller or they have multi, you know multi generational families where they have their parents living with them um, so it really opens up a lot of opportunities in the marketplace when you have an accessible home because you're not you're not just marketing to traditional buyers you're marketing to everyone and and everyone can appreciate an accessible home again you know, from pushing a stroller into the front door um, to you know if someone you know just had a, a surgery and they can go home to recover quicker because they've got an accessible home where they don't have to climb stairs or they've got a, a, a large shower that they can, you know, step into or, or, or roll into. So I really, I really think the uh, accessible homes, when they're done professionally, really opens up uh, a lot of market opportunities when it, when it comes to, uh, to, when it comes time to sell. Can you tell us then once again about those types of solutions, whether that's for a, a bathroom, a kitchen, uh, a stairway, or an entrance? What solutions are available? So if you if you start from I guess from the from the curb and and you're looking either at a you know at a condominium entrance or a, or a house entrance, what you're ideally looking for is a level threshold, so that you don't have to climb stairs to get in through the main entrance. And that could be solved either through landscaping, through a, through a, a ramp. It could be a, a mechanical solution where you see uh, a platform lift. Um, 
that is added to houses to, to take you from, from driveway or, or, or ground level up to the porch level. And then you, uh, then you, you want to have a, a low or a zero threshold entrance so that, again, there's no step into the, into the home or the condominium. And you could even add a, uh, a power door opener, which um, comes, in, comes in very handy for anyone, anyone who's either in a mobility device or they're, you know, they're carrying groceries or you know, they've got their hands full, to have an automatic door opener that you, know, you just push a button and, and it opens and then, and then closes after you go in. So you know, entrance solutions, there's, there's quite a variety of them. A lot of people will choose to do a, uh, an accessible entrance either maybe through the, the side of the house or the back of the house, if that's more practical, as opposed to a lot of houses have you know, sometimes a, 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 gr- a lot of grade difference between the front and the front door. So sometimes it's easier to, to, to build a, a ramp around the back of the house for, for easy access. The washroom is crucial, and the, the number one feature that my clients look for is a, a roll-in shower, which basically is a, you know, a, a, you know, the level, it's a level uh, threshold into the shower where the, the floor is, slo- is, is slightly sloped to a, a, either a central drain or to a side drain, and, and a, a roll-in shower gives people a lot of opportunities to either just walk in and to have a you know to have a, a shower chair or a bath bench there, or if you need to shower in a seated position, you can roll your your shower chair right in, and and then have uh, accessible con- shower controls, and probably probably a, a handheld shower control is is very popular as well. So, so you know bathrooms, a lot of older homes, there's not a lot of space to for bathrooms, so you, you have to look at enlarging. How to how to enlarge bathrooms either into an adjoining closet or or part of a, an adjoining room. But it, you know, there certainly certainly can be done, and those are really the the most popular renovations or modifications that I see done. That's awesome, and and Jeff, you've written a book, Barrier Free Real Estate: Achieving Freedom at Home. Tell us a little bit about the book and where it's available. So my. Uh, it's available on Amazon, and uh, the uh, you can just you can just go in and, and, and type in the, the name "barrier free real estate achieving freedom at home" in uh, in Amazon, and it'll, it'll it'll pop up. I also have uh, a link on my website. But in in that book, I uh, I share my my experiences over the last twenty some odd years working with people with disabilities, and and older adults, and I talk about um, you know aging in place. As I talk about entrance solutions, bathroom solutions. Um, I've got a chapter on opening doors, which talks about all the various types of, of power door openers. Uh, I talk about kitchens and how to make your kitchen accessible. Uh, the home office. Uh, every you know, a lot of people now have home offices. Um, Based on the last year, everyone realizes how important it is to have a, a a place to work from home. So home offices are are becoming more and more popular. So an accessible home office is a logical next step. Uh, I talk about gardens and how to have an, an enabled garden where you can have raised flower beds that uh, you know have to bend over and uh, and you can 
you know, garden from a standing position. Uh, I also talk about the importance of occupational therapists, which are, are professionals who can help you with your activities of daily living and how to m- maximize your, uh, the, you know, the, the devices you use and the layout of your house to, to maximize your potential for living independently. So it looks like, uh, those are, sounds like you covered all the bases. <laughs> yeah. Those are just a few of the topics. And, uh, I, you know, I really, really had fun writing, writing the second uh, edition. And, uh, and then David only was, uh, was, was, was kind enough to, to write the forward format for it. He's, uh, he's been a big supporter of mine for, for a number of years. And, uh, so he, he, lends, he lends his support uh, to the book as well. That's amazing. And if uh, people want to, if our listeners want to connect with you, uh, you want to leave them your website and cell phone number and they can contact you? Yeah, uh, my, uh, my direct line is 416-417-5377. And that's my mobile number, so I can text or call. And my website is Accessible Home Finder. Dot com. That's awesome, Jess. Thanks so much for joining us and for sharing your expertise on barrier-free real estate. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, thank you, uh, Tina, as well. Thank you. When we come back, your questions. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions, and let's kick it off with Frankie in Thornhill. You mentioned recently that condos are bouncing back. He wants to know if now is a good time to sell his condo. Is there a good time to sell a condo, which has been an investment property? Asif, what's your advice? Yeah, the condos certainly did bounce back. They've, uh, they've bounced back about a year ago, and they've been gaining momentum. And with the limited inventory that we have and people looking to get their foot in the door, condos have been a huge attraction. And so now is a great time to sell your condo. And whether it's investment property or a condo that you're living in, there's going to be a lot of people looking to buy. So yes, definitely great time to sell your condo. Does it matter if the condo's in 416 or 905? It doesn't. Uh, 905 inventory uh, contains, continues to be low. And you know the price points are very attractive in the 905. In the 416, you've got higher price points, but at the same time, hardly any inventory, even in the condo market. Uh, and the, uh, the attraction for first-time buyers or those that are downsizing or even moving into the city core it remains high. If you were to compare a condo in 416 that is a one-bedroom and a den, what is the price point there compared to one in 905? Oh, it's, uh, it's it's actually pretty drastic. So in 905, you're going to be looking at for a one plus den, which is probably about 600 square feet, 620 square feet. You're probably going to be paying about $650,000 to $700,000, whereas that same unit downtown Toronto would be around the $850,000 mark for a 600 square foot unit. So you can always get smaller uh, sized condos, which would be around 
500 square feet, and those would still be at about $650,000. So for the price point, you could still get a OnePlus One in Toronto for the same price that you would pay in 905, but the only difference is it would be much smaller. Our next question comes from Amanda in Markham. We all know the pandemic has changed how and where people work. Does this mean that there are bargains to be found on the commercial real estate front? There are. I mean, we're seeing more vacancies, especially with offices. And when you look at large companies that have four or five floors in an office building and they're downsizing to maybe half a floor or one floor, there's a lot of availability. And and the landlords are holding on to try and get their price per square foot. But if you're signing for a long-term lease being you know five years or 10 years, there are some deals to be had, but uh, not necessarily for one or two-year deals, but more so for the long-term deals, the landlords are willing to work with people on those. All right. So as a reminder, you can send your questions anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? Okay, they can always contact me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.